What is the Epskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX GamerCast run episode 77 of my little gaming show where once a week I just gotta talk about video games. Old video games from my past, new video games that I'm currently playing, retrospectives, list videos, and the Versus series where I put up two things against each other and they battle it out for supremacy. But on this episode, we are doing another modern review on Dave the Diver. Pretty dang uh, popular indie slash not indie game that came out last year. Anyway, it came out on my radar. I was very interested. And today we will be reviewing Dave the Diver. But before we dive into that review, let us talk about what I've been up to over the last week or so, and I encourage you, the listener, the viewer, let me know what y'all been up to over the last week or so. What new games are you diving into? Did you check out a new awesome movie that you just, just let me know? What what movies did you see? And of course, what TV shows are you diving into? And I'll let you know what I'm doing. It was a pretty big week for me here. Uh, watched um, no movies this week, but I did get into some TV shows. Uh, my wife has not watched the Last of Us HBO series, so she got into that. I was like, yo, I'm latching on. I'll rewatch that with you, absolutely. And we crushed the whole entire first season of it. I I still think it's an excellent TV show. Really enjoyed myself rewatching that one. The acting is excellent. I still think the casting is goddamn like, uh, what is it, Bella Ramsey or whatever, whoever is playing... Uh, Ellie, I think it was just such an awesome casting. Ellie is so freaking good in in The Last of Us, the TV show. And of course, the homie, Pedro, getting it done as Joel. And I'm enjoying myself watching my wife uh, watch the show. Because I, I know that Last of Us story, I played the games. So I know where we're going. And I'm kind of like planting little seeds with her to be like, oh, do you... You know, what do you think about Joel? What do you think about Ellie? Do you think they're they're justified in their actions and stuff like that? So, really cool. She enjoyed the show as well. Maybe not as much as me because I have so much extra information than her. But, yeah, Last of Us HBO show, excellent watch. Very good. Uh, definitely got me in the mood for some Last of Us. I ended up purchasing the Last of Us 2 Remastered or whatever. I just I had the upgrade, so I paid $15 to get the upgrade. I feel like I was fine with paying $15 for the upgrade. Haven't gotten into it yet, but that itch is there to start playing The Last of Us. I just don't know if I'm I'm ready to dive back into The Last of Us again. It's just it's kind of a longer game, so we'll see, but I have it downloaded and we'll see if I will be playing that. Uh, my wife and I still watching The Witcher. We're almost done it now. We're getting towards the end of season three. My wife really likes it. I'm like, eh, with it. Again, have no idea what the heck is going on. But the action, the the fighting scenes are really good. The monsters look really awesome now. And yeah, so we're just kind of finishing that one out. And then I started a new show for myself, uh, Vox Machina. I believe this is on Prime. And I'm only, I only watched two episodes so far, but so far, so good. It's an animated show. Um, I don't know if it has anything to do with Dungeons and Dragons, but I'm getting that vibe. Like, I wish I was watching this while I was playing Baldur's Gate, because there's like a little bit of that there. It's like uh, this ragtag group of mercenaries, I guess, and they're in, I guess, in that Dungeons and Dragons. Like, there's elves and magicians and shit like that. It's, it's funny. It's an adult 
cartoon animated shows, so I've been kind of digging those lately. So I grabbed another one. I've heard good things about Vox Machina, and I can see where. It's it's nicely animated. I think it looks good. It's funny. The acting, the voice acting is really good. I, I think that the voice actor of Ellie from the games is in there. I think I can hear her voice. And yeah, I'm digging the show so far. I'm going to be continuing on with it. And that is it for TV shows. Did not get into any movies this week, so I'm going to try and justify and fix that up and watch a movie or two this week. And now in terms of video games. So obviously, finished off Dave the Diver this week. We'll be reviewing that. And dived into one of the games that was recommended to me by the homie at the Optional Boss podcast. And that game was The Outer Wilds. So sadly... This game isn't hitting for me right now. I don't think I'm going to be continuing on with it. Not because it's a bad game. It's just not what I was expecting. Um, I got some bad intel uh, online. I read that you can get through this game in like four or five hours. That is one million percent not the case. I got like almost within an hour of me playing this game. I'm like, there's no freaking way I'm getting through this in a few hours. Like it looked, it felt like it was going to be a pretty big undertaking and I was right I looked into it and yeah it's more like a 16 plus hour game I'm like okay not what I was looking for I was looking for a little short and sweet situation to get me uh through a couple of days until the next game came out which we'll talk about in a moment but the outer wilds really cool it's one of those mystery games you're in a time loop and you're just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. I like those games. Like, I really like The Forgotten City, which I'm getting that vibe out of this game, but kind of in space. And, yeah, it's just it just wasn't hitting. It's just not what I was feeling at all. It's kind of trial and error a little bit. You just, you start your time loop. You try to figure out a little bit more of what's going on. You're visiting these planets. You're figuring out little pieces of this mystery. What the fuck is going on? And you just kind of die over again. You start the loop, try and figure out something else. Just not the kind of gameplay I'm looking for, but I will admit I was intrigued very quickly with the story. Like, within... I don't know, a half hour, you you figure out that you're stuck in a time loop, and you're like, oh shit, okay, this is weird, and yeah, I like, I. it is a game that I think I will come back to another day, it's just not what I was looking for, but it is really cool, but for now, it's it's back on the, the backlog list, so I will get back to that game at some other point, and my wife and I have been playing through Sackboy A Big Adventure, we started that last year, And, yeah, we're still very, very, very slowly putting our way through that game. Um, I think we still have, like, two more worlds to get through. But we enjoyed ourselves again. Played, like, an hour, hour and a half. And right away, like, like the music is so good. They they got great music. The levels are fun. And we're enjoying ourselves. It's a solid, good co-op game to play with anybody. You could probably play it with your mom, your grandkids, whatever. It's, It's a very versatile game. Easy and fun. And now I got into, this game came out of left field. It's been on my backlog for years. I just decided I was going to play it, and it just hit for me. And that game was Wolfenstein 2, New Colossus, I think it's called. Holy shit, dude. I have never played a Wolfenstein game before. I remember when Wolfenstein 2 came out, the reviews were very good for it. Uh, The highest rated Wolfenstein game I think I have ever seen. So I had interest in it. But, you know, there was, a hand, I think, three games prior, and I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'll try and get into those ones. I own them, but I just decided, fuck it, I'm going to go to number two, 
I read that you don't really you're not missing much from the story. I got into this game and it absolutely blew me away. This I beat this game in like two days. I could not put it down. Just love the story. I love the characters. The villain in this game, the general. That that might have been one of the best villains I have seen in a while. That opening sequence with her is outstanding. She is an amazing villain, and there's a really nice cast of characters here. Uh, you're playing as Billy William Blaskowitz, and you're just destroying Nazis. And that's the other thing that really drew me into the story of this game. It's taking place in the 1960s, but it's an alternate universe where the Nazis won World War II, and now you're living in their world, and you're trying to stop the Nazis. It's fucking awesome. I was blown away, man. There was so many story moments. I was just like, oh my god, like this is amazing. The first level in the game, you're just trying to get off of this, like, giant airship and you're riding around in a wheelchair just fucking shooting nazis left and right incredibly fun i was yeah very very happily surprised with this game couldn't put it down super fun uh first person shooter uh wow i was yeah that's definitely already on the short list for um surprise hit of the year i i just had a ton of fun with this game shooting was great the level design was a lot of fun it's mostly it's the story and these crazy set pieces uh that really got me into this game i was i was very very impressed and i hope that they're gonna continue with these wolfenstein games i mean this was really good i may be going back to try out some of the earlier ones uh, I have them, and uh, yeah, now I'm very intrigued with the series. So, Wolfenstein 2, don't sleep on it. It's I think it came out in 2017, maybe 2018. Still a fucking awesome game. I had a ton of fun. It's not very long to get through the campaign. I think it was seven or eight hours. Well worth your time. Check out Wolfenstein 2. And Persona 3 Reloaded dropped, y'all. And you know I, I downloaded that shit right away. Big old Persona fan. Started with Persona 5. Loved that game. Absolutely loved it. One of my favorite games of all time. Did Persona 4 Golden last year. And now this year doing Persona 3 Reloaded. And yeah, I'm about, I don't know, 4 or 5 hours in. It's very Persona. I'm right at home feeling very, very comfy with all the systems and everything. I'm just I'm just excited to get into this new world. The music, oh my god, the fucking music is is very awesome. And I'm just excited to meet all the characters in this game. A new group of characters, a new story, and that's like the bread and butter of of Persona games is the, is the characters, the story, the music and fuck yeah. So I'm in there, I'm having a great time. There will be a review coming out for Persona 3 when I'm done with it, but if you know Persona, they're long-ass games, so it's going to be a while until I get through it, but oh, buddy, I, I'm I'm so happy to be back into another Persona game and absolutely loving it, and I think I'll, I'll toss in, uh, I went to uh, my local game shop, and I was able to snag a couple games this week, feeling pretty good about these finds. Uh, one is very common, Sekiro. Uh, Shadows Die Twice, been on my list for years, and finally decided to buy it, you know, I've been, it's been on my list, I've just been waiting for it to drop in price, and it doesn't, it's been, you know, it's been 50% off for years now, and I, it's just, it's not going any lower than that, so I said, fine, I'll buy it at half off, did so, I bought a physical copy of it, because fuck it, why not, I feel like it's going to be a game, a very special game for me, I'm just, 
very timid about getting to it. That's all. I'm just, you know, I, I know it's very challenging and there's a lot of expectations for this game in me. So I'm just a little nervous to get to it. But now I own it and I will get to Sekiro at some point. And now the find of the week for me was Bayonetta 2 on Nintendo Switch. I've wanted this game. I got into Bayonetta for the first time last year. Blew me away. I was like, whoa. Uh, I'm, you know, thank God I went back and didn't miss out on this series. Very into it now. And now I own Bayonetta 2 and 3. My wife got me 3 last year for Christmas. And I was like, oh, now I got to play Bayonetta 1. Did so. But I had troubles finding Bayonetta 2. Came out on Wii U. Don't own that. Don't want it. So I wasn't going to get that. To find a physical copy of Bayonetta 2, very expensive. I was seeing prices in and around $100, not really willing to pay that much for it. And I found a physical copy out in the wild for $40, and I was very, very happy to pay that. Even the digital edition, I've never seen it go on sale. $70 for that bad boy. So I'm very happy to get myself a physical edition of Bayonetta 2. I'll probably get into that one this year. I'm, I'm very excited to get into the next Bayonetta game. So there we go, everybody. That's everything I've been up to this week. Let me know what games, movies, and TV shows you guys are enjoying right now. And let's dive into Dave the Diver. Let's review this bitch. Oh, heck yeah, baby. Dave the Diver. This game immediately grabbed my attention the second I heard of the concept of this game. Very much so up my alley, and it's a very simple concept. You are playing as Dave. You are a diver, a retired diver, but you get an opportunity to come back and start diving for a friend of yours who is opening up a sushi restaurant. So during the day, you're going into the water, you're diving down, you're going, you're looking for fish, you're catching the fish during the day, and then at nighttime, you help run the sushi restaurant and serve people the delicious fish that you caught in the ocean. Pretty simple concept, but I mean, it, it definitely perked me up. You know, I'm a big fan of Stardew Valley's Harvest Moon, The Sims, those kind of games. So yeah, I was very like, ooh, that sounds great. When it came out, the reviews were excellent for it. Like very, very high reviews, which very much so made me happy. I'm like, great. And yes, there is a little controversy with this game because it's made by a company that you know, I, it's an indie game, but a lot of people are like, oh, it's not really indie when they got this huge company backing it up with a whole bunch of money or anything. But indie games to me are just like simple concepts, uh, not a huge budget behind it. They're not asking for $100 for on day one for the game. This is a $20, $25 video game. So I uh, the smaller games, but... Boy, does Dave the Diver ever pack in a lot of punch in in this little package. I don't I wouldn't really call it a little package. This is a, a meaty game with a lot going on. So with that very simple concept, um, we'll go through some of the, the basic stuff here, the graphics, the sound design. We'll get into the gameplay, talk about some of the really fun moments without spoiling anything that I enjoyed throughout my time with Dave the Diver. So let's let's start with the basic stuff, you know, the graphics, all that stuff. So this is usually where a lot of the fun creativeness comes out in the indie games because they don't have that huge, crazy budget. So Dave the Diver is utilizing this really charming, like, 
8-slash-16-bit pixel art style. And man, is it ever ever charming, looks really sharp and colorful, lots of pop to it, and yeah, I mean, no, it's not your AAA stuff, that's not what the game is going for, it's going for a very charming art style, and I really dig it, I think it looks really good for what it's going for, I really enjoy the little um, animations of the characters, uh, especially once you get to know some of the characters, for example, um... There's a guy that helps you out with weapons and weapon upgrades and stuff. And whenever you go and get him to do a weapon upgrade, there'll be this, like, little animated kind of cutscene. And it's very over-the-top, very flashy. And, yeah, lots of personality and flair to it. They're really good. I really do enjoy those. Very funny. Lots of, again, I like to use the word charm. But, yeah, tons of charm with the art style and direction with this game. Now, I'm playing this on Nintendo Switch. I think as of right now of me recording this, I think it's only on Nintendo Switch still. I know they just announced the PS5 version that'll be coming out a little bit later. And they're also doing like a a Godzilla cross with it. That should be really interesting. I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, y'all getting Godzilla over here? That's pretty sweet. Uh, That'll be interesting to see how that works with the game. I can only imagine what they're going to be doing with that. But me, I played it on Nintendo Switch. I think it's a great way to play the game uh, with the on the go, the hand holding nature or not hand holding hand, uh, hand held handheld device there you go works good on the go works good on the couch on the big screen i I used both versions i think i played a little bit more with the handheld uh but i enjoyed both it's a very versatile game working good on both ends but there i did have a, a pretty consistent issue with the game freezing when i would i'm done with the game i save it i turn the switch off and then i come back to it Later on in the day, the next day, I come back, turn on the, the screen, and it pops up, and it's just frozen. And I would have to exit the game, reboot it, and start it up again, be like a 15-20 second ordeal. And that happened quite a few times, actually. Uh, probably 8-10 times that I would have the game freeze on me. Sometimes it would unfreeze. If I just waited a moment, it would kick back in and everything's back. But yeah, an odd amount of times the game was freezing on me. When I would leave it, like, in the game, like, sometimes you can do, like, a save and exit to main menu. I guess that would work better, but I wasn't always doing that. So, yeah, I I ran into quite a bit of freezing. Nothing while I was playing the game, like, not midway through something and it would just freeze. Nothing like that. And performance, all good. I didn't have any glitches. I didn't have any uh, bad frame rate or anything like that. Just the odd freezing situation and there were some load times nothing egregious or anything but they're there when you're going to a different area of the game there'll be a five to ten second load when you're exiting the water or just you know stuff like that you're looking at probably five to ten second loads on the nintendo switch so there is that but it didn't ruin my experience with the game or anything so graphically performance wise doing pretty good Now we get to the sound design. So you heard the music at the beginning. It is a very, very chill soundtrack. Very chill. Like, I could see myself playing this game on the beach. I could see... I could have seen myself playing this game 
in the summertime, hanging out on my deck in the sun, just all oh, with the good vibes. The music brings very good vibes, very calm and relaxing, very much so you feel like you're on the beach, and yeah, it brings up that warmth. It feels It feels good. Now, it didn't, like, blow me away or anything. There was no music in this game that I could sit there and recall, other than, like, the standard music that you're hearing throughout the majority of the game. And it's just kind of, like, nice, chill um, what is, what is that instrument? A ukulele, maybe? They're using a bit of ukulele stuff going on in there, but, yeah, the music was fine. Very, just fits the setting very, very well. Like, you're a retired diver. Like, uh, the chill vibes, baby. That's what they're going for. I think they nailed that. There's no real voice acting or anything. They kind of just, like, mumble and make sounds, like, kind of deal, so I can't really grade it on that. It just, again, it adds to the charm of the game. There's definitely a ton of charm. Um, there's one character, I think it's Dr. Bacon, uh, he has a weird kind of like robotic-y voice that every time I heard it, it just kind of like, I don't know, not quite like nails on a chalkboard, but it just made me feel weird. Maybe when you think about, I don't know, scraping your teeth or something, you get that weird feeling. I don't know. I was getting that a little bit from whatever the fuck thing, sound was coming out of Dr. Bacon, but yeah, it was fine. Uh, the, there's no like real sound effects to like the fish or anything because you're underwater you're not really supposed to hear anything underwater but you know it's got little sound effects the water bubbles and, and stuff like that it's all good it wasn't outstanding it didn't fucking go over the top I didn't think it was uh, a huge like point for the game like oh the music is so outstanding you have to stop and listen to the music but I mean it would be a great soundtrack to bring to the beach with you and you're just chilling with the family or hanging out with some friends have that playing in the background I don't think anybody's going to be complaining like me not complaining about the sound design with Dave the Diver they did a good job right there and now we get to the good stuff so the gameplay is where Dave the Diver shines this game Wow, so in total, I spent about hmm, 30, 33, 35-ish hours with Dave the Diver, and that can range with however much you want to put into Dave the Diver. Like, if you really like to get in there and dive a whole bunch, you can spend a whole bunch of time in the water diving, catching fish, or you could just spend a little bit of time, catch what you need, and do other shit. So we'll, we'll get into that, but... It's, it's one of those games that you can put probably, I don't know, if you like really speeded through this game, you could probably get through it in like 15 or so hours, but it's a game kind of like Stardew where you can put a shitload of hours into it if you want to, you can just kind of keep going. So let's get into uh, the gameplay of Dave the Diver, because like I said, this is where the game shines. They bring out a lot of little fun mechanics all throughout the game. Like I feel like they were still introducing new things to me at like hour 30, but in a great way. The pacing of this game is absolutely fantastic. You're not getting overloaded with new little mechanics. You're not getting over overloaded with all this new shit to do. They do a fantastic job at slowly dripping you these new little things, maybe a little twist on something that they already introduced. You're like, oh, that's really cool. So let's get into it. So, like I said, you are Dave, you're the diver, and you're going into the water. They call it the blue hole. It's this giant body of water, which it kind of changes a little bit each time you go into it. Especially, like, uh, you have, like, three cycles of the day that you can go diving, go in the morning, the afternoon, and later on in the game you can go at night as well. So... 
each time you go into the water, it's slightly different. It's not insanely different because if it completely changed every single time, there would be like, it'd be a lot of fun, but there's sometimes you're like, okay, I know where this kind of fish is in this area. So they, they make it familiar enough that you're like, okay, I know over here there's this kind of fish. And at this time of day, there's that kind of fish, but you're not experiencing the exact same thing every time you go into the water. It's a little bit different every single time. I was under the impression that it was going to be like very like roguelike or like Hades or something where you go in there, it's a completely different ocean every time. But no, it's it's a little bit in the middle. Like there's a little bit of familiarity with some of the paths that you're taking, but there's some new fish will show up, maybe some new items and stuff like that. So that's really good. They keep it fresh coming into a kind of a different area and then later on throughout the game you'll get completely new areas of the game to explore so at the beginning it's very simple it's like all right you get you know you can go about 50 meters down and then eventually you're going like 100 meters down to 300 meters down to 800 meters down you know what i'm saying and there's different areas there's so at the beginning you're kind of in this normal just tropical nice water later you'll be going into like the dark depths of the water you'll go into this glacier area where it's like freezing cold antarctic water you get a whole variety of new fish and things to see it's awesome and they do it in a great way it's not like oh here's a little bit of the blue and like oh here's this new area it's like no once you start you're like okay i'm starting to get really familiar with this they're like okay here's this whole new area to check out you're like oh perfect awesome So you're going in there, like I said, there's a huge variety of fish to catch in the water. And they're all like real fish. They're not fake fish, created fish. So you're also, in a way, kind of learning. You're like, oh, I know there's a clown fish. You know, there's Nemo in the water. There's an octopus. I've seen one of those before. Stuff like that. So you got your real fish in the water, which I appreciate because there's, you know, I learned about a lot of fish from Animal Crossing. (laughs) There's a lot of fish. And I was like, oh, shit, like that's the, that's the... Or fish, or that's a parrot fish, or that's the goblin shark. Like, I remember when I first saw the goblin shark, I'm like, oh, fuck, that's the goblin shark. And they're like, hey, look, there's a goblin shark. I'm like, ah, I knew it. So I got a little bit of a satisfaction out of that, but you're going into the water, and you're dealing with real-life fish. So that that's nice. I like that. There may There, there are definitely some creative fish down there that that may not exist in our time anymore or or some variations of 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 creatures that we may know now that are a little bit bigger than we would ever uh, see in normal life but yeah there's some creatures that are not quite real and, and very creative and fun so you got that tons of fish to catch and like they have like a compendium kind of similar to like um Animal Crossing where you catch the fish, it'll it'll keep a little record of it, tell you a little bit about the fish. And then there's this other dude. This guy will show up a little bit later. He is a blatant knockoff of Ash Catchem from Pokemon. He's got the the red hat on backwards. He's got the outfit on, but he's like 40 years old and like overweight and looking pretty rough but this dude will come around and he will like make every fish that you catch into like a collectible card like a pokemon card and they have like rarity like oh here's a common guppy and all the way down to like super rare like oh big great white shark or something like that kind of deal so that was fun i can't say they made it like a huge part of the game it's kind of just like oh this is here if you want to get really into it like Kind of like, uh, again, with Animal Crossing, I didn't really understand, like, I didn't really 
do the flower thing until I did because they don't really make it like a thing. You kind of have to discover that on your own a little bit. But once you fi- once you figure it out, I spent probably another hundred hours with Animal Crossing just with the flowers alone. But with Dave the Diver, yeah, you're like all these collectible cards. So you, you you in a way would want to collect all the fish. I didn't, but it gives you that option. Like, oh man, I can go out there and collect all the fish. I'm going to collect all the cards. It's another little addicting thing that they added into the game. That's really fucking awesome. So how are we catching all these fish while well, you're going to be getting some equipment? Obviously, Dave is equipped with scuba gear all of this is upgradable through through money obviously you'll be making money through your restaurant but yeah dave you can equip or uh, upgrade his air tanks so you can spend more time in the water you can upgrade your cargo bag thing so you can carry more fish you can only carry so much and then you're swimming really slow um what's the other thing you can upgrade your harpoon so you're catching fish with your harpoon and Weapons, So you, you get to take down one weapon with you and your harpoon. You will find weapons in the water. I know it sounds weird, but you'll find weapons in the water. You'll find melee weapons in the water, like fucking baseballs, katanas, fucking electric sticks, shit like that. And then weapons. You'll get grenade launchers, sniper rifles, net guns, shit like that. So that's how you're going to be catching the fish. The action of catching the fish is pretty all right, fairly satisfying. You just go up to a fish, all fish are different, some of them are skittish, they'll fucking run away from you really quick, some are big and aggressive, they will attack you like a shark, you'll run into a great white shark, that fucker's coming after you, you better believe it, they have the aggressive fish, there's even small aggressive fish, like a little little fang tooth is what they're called, a little fish coming after you, so you gotta, you gotta be careful, you can die in the water, and when you die, you lose all the stuff that you caught. You can keep one fish. They're like, all right, you you caught 15 fish. If you died, you lose 14 of the fish. You can keep one fish. So yeah, you don't want to die in the water. You don't want to lose all your progress. But yeah, you aim your harpoon, you aim your gun. It'll have a little arrow. You aim it, hit the fish. And depending on how strong your harpoon is, it depends on how easy it is to catch the fish. So sometimes you got to weaken them, hit them with the harpoon three or four times, and then you can hook onto them. And then you just got to mash the button to pull them in. So pretty simple, basic, not too hard. Uh, it can get a little stressful at times. Like say you got, you're trying to catch a fish and then an aggressive fish that's coming to attack you comes around. It's floating around, causing problems. You're trying to deal with that fish. Maybe another aggressive fish shows up and you're like, fuck, I got to get out of here. So, With your air tanks, you can speed up. You can kind of swim faster, but it'll take your air away faster. And throughout the... In the waters, you can find a bunch of shit. So there's chests in the water that'll give you extra fun ingredients. You can just find, like, fucking salt down there. Things that'll help you with your restaurant. You can find little... um, kind of helpful items like a air tank it'll just give you a little burst of air help you out you can find little bombs you can place bombs to help you kill the fish and a whole bunch of shit like that and you'll find a whole bunch of just items like kelp seashells fucking starfish a whole bunch of shit and you can collect all that for ingredients you can use them to sell you can use it to upgrade your items so it's just a smorgasbord like you can't you won't go a millimeter without finding something in the water that you can catch or grab. So you're constantly getting that little drippage of 
of happiness, serotonin or whatever. You're like, oh, I got a, got a shell. Oh, I just caught a little fish. Oh, I just killed a shark. Oh, fuck yeah. I just caught some new ingredients. It's like, oh, hell yeah. So tons of shit going on in the water. And like I said, you can spend as much time as you can in the water. You can just, like, I've spent upwards to an hour in the water. Just, you know, I was able to keep my air going. I, I was able to stay safe and not get killed. And, and I've had runs where I've spent a minute in the water. Rather, I got killed quickly or I was like, I went down, got the thing I needed, did the thing that I needed to do, and I'm up and out. So it can be, you can spend as much time in the water as you want, exploring, having fun, or you could just get down there, do what needs to be done and get out. So that's like the basic bare bones things of what you're doing in the water. You're catching fish, but there's also a lot of other things you'll be doing. There's kind of a mystery going on in the blue hole, and you'll come across things, you'll you'll meet maybe some people down there, and you'll be giving challenges and quests to go do. It's like, oh, hey, uh, there's this a series of rocks in the water that we need to clear, so go down there, figure out how to clear out the rocks... And you'll, you'll, there is a story to the game, obviously. You're, you are doing things. There is a mystery. I'm not going to get too into the story. It's not like a fucking insane, going to blow your mind story. It's just a good story that goes along with the game to get you to do stuff. So you'll be doing the, the main quest, but there's also little side quests that you'll be doing. Uh, certain characters were like, oh, can you go take care of... Go kill five of this particular fish. Bring it back to me. Go collect uh, five pieces of kelp. Go find this jewel. Go to this area and kill this particular fish. That kind of stuff. Fun to do. You'll just be out there. And you're like, oh shit, there's that fish. It'll even label it for you. So you're like, oh, I don't know what the fuck that fish looks like. And you'll just be swimming. There'll be like a little triangle over it. You're like, oh, okay, that's the fish I got to go get. So it's, it's pretty easily labeled. You're not going to be like, I have no fucking idea what I'm looking for kind of deal. And they have a little, I, I forget what it's called, but it's like basically a little challenge list. And it'll be very similar to the other thing. Collect 10 of this particular shell. Collect 10 of this shell. Kill this particular invasive uh, species of fish. Take out 10 of those. And it'll just be little challenges. And you collect research points. So you can research new uh, recipes and new shit like that. Later on in the game, you'll get introduced to a couple of different uh, activities you can do in the water. Uh, eventually, you'll you'll be given a camera, and as you're traveling through, you'll find like some really rare or unique fish or something you won't see very often. You'll be given the opportunity to take a picture of it, and you'll have it's all these things are like really small, simple little situations. Like take a picture of a fish; it's short and sweet. And they'll give you a little challenge, like, oh, try and get a picture of it while it's eating this thing, or try and get a picture of five of them in one frame, and you've got to line up the picture perfectly, and you can send it off to the magazine, they'll give you a whole bunch of money for it, they'll give you bonus money if you're able to hit the bonus objectives, so those are fun, you'll find them around all over the ocean, and the other one is like um, a particular like really weird fish will show up and you'll be like, all right, we heard this rumor of like a jellyfish that's wearing a wizard's hat and it disappears. And it's like 150 meters deep, go down there and try and find it. And they'll give you like a little tracker. The closer you get to this 
particular fish will start beeping and then you find it and it'll be like a little challenge on how to catch it like this particular invisible jellyfish you got to hit it with a particular weapon to make it appear there was another one that i did where it's like oh this is a really uh skittish fish so you got to like take it down from distance so i had to make sure i had my sniper with me so i could shoot it from far enough away that it wouldn't run away from me and again you you take out that fish, you get a whole bunch of extra money for it. So, yeah, it's really fun. And they're really weird. Like, a fucking jellyfish wearing a hat? What the fuck is up with that shit? They also have, like, uh, little mini games. I-, I can't say that I actually played any of the mini games outside of uh, particular story missions where you're playing this mini game. But they give you the option to replay them whenever you want. You'll be given a phone, which is basically, like, your little hub. You can manage everything from your phone. You can see... Uh, the cards that you collected, you can see what missions you need to do, you can see all your fish, your ingredients, everything is there on the phone, Yeah, all your contacts, everything is there. They got a little mini game section where you can go anytime, play the, replay all the little mini games that they have, and like I said, I never, I didn't go back and actually play them, but it, neat that they're there. There's also a place you'll you'll get access to later on in the game, and it, it basically has a casino there where you can go play some little casino games. Again, I wasn't really big into the casino thing, and they also have a seahorse race, so you can uh, you'll catch seahorses in the water. Certain ones are better than others. You'll find you know the deeper, harder places to go. You'll find better quality seahorses. You can bring them to the to the track, register them, and then race them in a in a variety of races it was pretty fun like i got through all the races they weren't insanely hard like once i found a particularly awesome uh sea horse slash dragon it was pretty easy sailings from there but again just there's so many little things to this game and i haven't even gotten to the restaurant managing part so let's let's start talking about that so when you're done with your day in the water, you get to come back to the sushi restaurant, which is run by Boncho Banco. Uh, he's running the restaurant. He is the chef. He's the man. And when you come back, you send all your ingredients to him, or you can sell some of the extra ingredients, whatever the hell you want to do. I just generally sent everything to the restaurant, so I have everything there. And then you get to create yourself a little menu. So at the beginning, you only get you know, four slots to put menu items in. You can only have so much stuff, but use your whatever fish, whatever you have, you get to learn new menu and uh, new dishes as you get throughout the game. You'll get research points. You can pick which new menu items you want to add to your restaurant. And the the main point, uh, I, I don't really recall them really pointing this out much, but you want to improve the taste of your food. So, you're, the whole goal of this restaurant is you're trying to bring people in, obviously, to make money, and you have, like, basically an Instagram. You want people to come in, and the better quality your food is, the higher ratings you're going to get, the more people you're going to bring into your restaurant, so on and so forth. So you want to make better tasting food. How do you do that? Catch the same fish. Let's say, let's just use tuna. Catch fucking tuna over and over again. Keep catching the tuna. You get And the more that you catch, it's like, all right, I need five pieces of tuna to increase the quality of the meal. And then it's like, hey, now I need 10 pieces to improve the quality and so on and so forth. And you keep making that dish better and better by adding 
more ingredient to it so you have to keep that up that's something that i did not notice until like halfway through the game i was like why am i not ranking up anymore and i was like oh i have to make the food taste better i was just focused on making it cost more for the people to buy from me so yeah that was something i was kind of not focusing on but yeah focus on making your food taste good that that adds up a lot that makes a lot of sense to me so you're going in there try to catch the same fish so you can keep making that particular food tasting better and better eventually you'll get access to like more drinks to the menu at first you're you're just serving like a tea then eventually you're serving beer and tea and then beer mixed drinks and tea and it's like oh shit so that gets crazy you can customize your restaurant so you just get this kind of uh regular restaurant and you can upgrade you can not upgrade, but you can change the look. You can change the chairs. You can change the tables, the fucking ceilings. You could put up a whole bunch of decorative items all throughout. You can buy new shit. You can find new shit. You'll be given new shit. So you can sit there and customize the restaurant to your liking. That was pretty good. I like that. And then, obviously, you get to hire staff. So, eventually, you'll be given the option to, like, run hiring campaigns. The more money you put into it, the better candidates you're going to get for your restaurant. But it costs more money. So, at first, you'll just get some basic bitches, really low stats. But they'll come in and help you out uh, when the restaurant starts to get a lot more busy. And you're going to want to make sure the customers are happy. So, you hire restaurant people. Uh, There's only... You can hire cooks or... Uh, waiting staff so they'll have stats representative of that you can train them to make them better you can train them and they'll start getting perks so the waitress for example i trained her and now all of a sudden she can serve drinks which is extremely helpful because i'm terrible at serving drinks so you can get that with the chef they'll start they'll cook faster they'll cook better and uh, so on and so forth and then you your role in in the restaurant is kind of like a rover. You're kind of just assisting with anything and everything that you can. So when you finally, when you get your menu set, you get everything ready, you're ready to go, you got the prices set, you open up the restaurant and the people start to come. And you got to serve them fast. So they'll come in, they'll be like, hey, I want a drink. Go serve them that drink as fast as possible. You only have so much time. If you serve them a drink, they'll give you more money. And not everybody orders drinks. So mostly they're coming in. You set your menu. And you want to be, like, efficient with your menu. You can sit there and be like, all right, I caught 40 tuna. But you're not going to sit there and put 40 tuna on the menu because you're not going to sell all that tuna. You're going to end up throwing it out. So you don't want to do that. You want to put, hopefully, the right amount of meals out there. You can never have too little because there's always there's like a basic menu item that's always going to be there at an infinite amount. So if you run out of good shit, you got some whatever shit to to throw at them. But you can over you can put too much good shit on your menu. You don't want to waste good ingredients. So make sure you're doing that. So people are starting to run in, they're ordering, your cooks are serving are making it. They put it there, you got to grab it and bring it to the table as fast as possible. The faster the better. And yeah, it's just a really quick like food, like uh, dinner service or whatever, it lasts like a minute, maybe two minutes. It's very fast and quick and extremely fun. I wish I could have done more of these. Like I just wanted to do the restaurant part more, which was very fun and fast. But 
it's it's just a quick thing. You're like, oh, I want to do that again. But restaurant service is really fun. You're running around being crazy, trying to be as efficient as possible. You're like, oh, geez, that person way at the end, they're starting to get angry that their food isn't coming. So you got to rush over there and get it to them as fast as possible. And if you don't, they'll leave and you get no money and you're going to get a bad rating. And yeah, so you don't want that. You want to keep the customer happy. And it's really fun doing that. So food, food service is one of my is probably my favorite part. And you're not doing it that much. But everything else is still really fun. But yeah, I, I really enjoy doing the food, food service part of the game. So as your restaurant grows in popularity, eventually you'll start getting these VIP customers. They're going to come in earlier on in the day. They're going to be like, yo, I'm this motherfucker. I'm big and important. And I want you to make this. And then they'll give you like a few days. Try and find the ingredients and then get it all together for the date. And then you make him the meal, and if you're successful, then great. You get a bunch of money, you get a bunch of big ratings, and yeah, it's a big boost. So you want to make sure you're getting those VIP meals done, and yeah, make sure that's going well. Those are fun, and there's generally always a pretty good cast of characters that come into the restaurant. One is like this cooking show. They'll just randomly come in unannounced. They're like, hey, we're doing this cooking show, and you're going up against this chef, and it'll be like, an Italian chef comes in and like, yo, we're doing sushi over here and we got to try and beat an Italian chef. It's cool. It's really cool. So the VIP guests are a lot of fun. They'll come in asking for outrageous meals and all that great stuff. And then as the game goes on, you're going to start getting these like new mechanics to the game. So eventually you're going to get a fish farm, which will help you breed fish. It's going to help you you know, just kind of have like a backup plan in case you run out of ingredients or anything. You can go to the fish farm. There's probably going to be some fish in there. If you have two of a particular fish in a tank, they'll breed and then you'll just have fucking little fish babies that you can use. You can sell them, do whatever you want with them. And they give you a whole bunch of, of tanks for like each depth. They're like, all right, this tank is for fish zero to 50 meters deep. This one's for a hundred to 150. They got nighttime tanks. They got all that stuff and you can purchase more you can all that stuff i didn't use the fish farm very much because i just i would go down and fish a lot i would fish and just get a whole bunch of ingredients i never had any problems i never ran out of ingredients never had that problem uh sometimes i would go to the fish farm and it's like oh i i could really use another fucking of some more of this i wonder if i have any i go there and there's a whole bunch of it. it's like oh sweet i can use all this so it's kind of just there like just adding in some extra fish and just go there check it out uh would have been nice maybe if like i don't know interact with the fish there or something like that a little extra something that could have been cool but yeah didn't use the fish farm very much but it was useful i guess in a pinch but didn't use it that much uh, eventually you'll be given a farm to run as well so it's not like it's not like Stardew Valley deep or anything with the farm, but it's a li- it's like a little piece of, of Stardew Valley in there. So you get this little farm, you go there, you get your seeds, you can plant fucking carrots and eggplants and rice. You get a nice rice paddy farm, so you're making nice fresh rice on the side. You're making all these vegetables, and sometimes you'll get... Um, oh, also these like events will happen where it's like, all right, you'll get an email. It's like, oh, we got a... A shark event coming up so all we got this influx of sharks in the water go down there catch a bunch of sharks and make a whole bunch of shark 
related meals and then the day of the shark festival a whole bunch of extra people are going to be coming in looking for shark related meals so you you make a fuckload of money on festival days so bank on those days like make sure you have the ingredients one was tricky later on they're like oh it's like cucumber event day so i had to go to the farm make sure that I was making a shitload of cucumbers and it's a farm, right? Like things take a while to grow and um, you can make little upgrades to the farm as well. You can have uh, more area for the farm to grow more vegetables. You can buy these specialized fertilizers, which makes the plants grow faster. It makes them yield more when you're, when you're uh, harvesting everything, it makes the soil healthier and oh, it just there's more. Eventually, you get like a, ch- a little chicken farm that adds on to your farm. So now you can get chickens with nice fresh eggs, and you can get all these different kinds. Well, not all these. Di- it sounds like a lot, but it's all really small and simple. Uh, you get different kinds of chickens that'll give you better quality eggs and shit like that. There'll be some rap artist. He'll show up, and he's like, "Yo, dog, you can pay me, and I'll help you take care of the farm if you're too busy." I never, I didn't have to use them. I enjoyed going to the farm and, you know, basically like a little piece of Stardew Valley. I love the shit out of Stardew Valley and it's, it's a little piece of that. You go there, water the crops, you're taking care of the chickens, you can name the chickens. I had a chicken named Nugget. That's pretty fucked up if you think about it, but it's all good. So yeah, you get the farm you get to take care of and then way later on in the game, like, like fucking third quarter of the game you get a second restaurant to run so and again like it may seem like i'm putting a lot on your plate right now but the way that the game introduces all these little mechanics it's brilliant i never once felt overloaded every time they brought in a new mechanic i was like ooh, like oh that sounds awesome or ooh, that's like when they threw a second restaurant at me i was like oh fuck yeah let's go so with the second restaurant you, it's it's definitely a like a back burner restaurant. That's not your main focus. You hire a manager. That manager is running the show. You can tell them what kind of food you want them to cook. Do you want to focus on flavor? You want to focus on money? You tell them what to do. Just send over the ingredients and they'll make it happen. Hire a chef, hire a waitress and off they're going. And yeah, you can spend you can put as much effort into. It. I didn't put a lot into it like I hired everybody um and it would just bring in some extra cash. Like, all right, I did my food service. And then at the end, it's like, all right, here's your second restaurant. Here's an extra 5,000 bucks or whatever. And they also are getting raided. My restaurant wasn't doing very good because I wasn't really, you know, paying attention. So I was getting a lot of thumbs down. So there, there's that. But yeah, you get a second restaurant to run. That's really cool. You can customize that restaurant as well. So yeah, that, that pretty much boils down to all the things you're going to be doing in Dave the Diver. There's a good variety, man. Like, they threw in these little mini games at you that you may never see again. You're like, oh, that was fun for, you know, just a little variety in there. I had a lot of fun moments with this game, man. Like, there's a lot of charm, and it's a really funny game. It's a very funny game. Not the funniest game that I ever played in my life, but I had a lot of good chuckles with this game. I mean, the characters that you have, like Dr. Bacon, man, like... There's one night you guys have, uh, you know, you're celebrating, you're having a good time, drinking some drinks, and, you know, the next morning, we're, we're not feeling so hot, Dr. Bacon comes over, and he's having a real rough morning, that was, that was fantastic. There was this fucking octopus that just 
kept coming at me at the beginning of the game and it would keep inking me and like every time it would get you like Dave is like ah it inked me again like I'm gonna get that octopus that fucking octopus man that shit was awesome and there are boss fights in the game there's quite a few boss fights in the game they're all really fun and creative um I'll just throw it out the game's not very hard I didn't find it hard there's a little challenge to it but like you know, it's, it wasn't, like, difficult or anything. Some people... I don't even think it's, like, necessarily a, a really a roguelike or anything. But it's it's not a hard game, so I'll just throw that out there. The boss fights were really fun, creative. I like the designs of the bosses. There's this particular guy. Um, again, lots of funny characters in this game. But that's kind of like your, your rival, your enemy. He's working for, like... You know, he claims he's working for, like, an ocean protection company. He's like, oh, protect the ocean. But he's like such a douchebag and he's like uh, the huge hypocrite he's like destroying the ocean while he's saying he's protecting it and he's just coming after you all the time he's like oh you're dave the diver you're stealing all the fish away you're being a dick but he's like the ultimate dick his name is john watson guy is fucking hilarious i really enjoyed him oh buddy so you get it there's a cat there's a cat in the game at the restaurant and throughout the day like cats just hanging around you can go up to it you can chill with it and then you'll you'll find like cat food in the ocean you give the cat the cat food and you have a very nice moment with momo the cat so just make sure if you're playing dave the diver don't forget about the cat make sure you're taking care of the cat it'll be worth it you get a nice little moment there with momo and back to the phone, like, Instagram thing. So every night after you're done your food service, you can basically go on your Instagram and people will have, like, posts from your restaurant. They're like, oh, look at this sushi. And you can like it and do all that stuff. I like those. You would have, like, your own page for, for your restaurant. They had some really nice pictures on there. So I liked, I actually liked going through and, like, looking at uh, all the posts about our restaurant, seeing what people liked and what they... I don't think there was anything bad on there ever, but yeah, I, I like that. The phone was really cool. It's just a really fun, charming game, man. Like, I felt very... I was very... It's just a good good feeling game when you're playing it. You're just happy in a good mood. It's very easy to get into. It's uh, a game that you can play every day for a bunch of hours, be really, really into it. It's a game you can put down for a week and come back to it and just be like, oh yeah, like pick it all back up. It's not no super complicated systems or anything. It's just really easy, fun game to play, man. I, I really enjoyed my time with Dave the Diver. I, I gotta highly recommend this game. It's super cheap. You can get it for like, I think it's 25 bucks on the regular. You can find it on sale. It's uh, It will be coming out to other consoles. Right now, I think it's only on Nintendo Switch. It's a great console to play it on. I had a blast playing it on the go, on the move, all over the place. It worked well. Uh, it will be coming out to PS5 later with some extra content. So if you're willing to wait for it, I guess you can. But I would highly recommend Dave the Diver. If I'm scoring this thing out of 10, giving Dave the Diver an 8.5 out of 10. I think it's a great video game. Uh, one of the better indie games that I've played in a, in a while. Like, it's not there with Stardew Valley with that type of gameplay. Like, the I don't really know what it is. That Harvest Moon, that kind of just go around doing... It didn't, it didn't hit there. It wasn't that addicting, but it was very 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 fun and immensely charming the charm on this game is one of the highlights for sure and since i'm saying that let's just quickly run down the pros and the cons of the game that i had and we'll send you on your way so the things that i didn't like about the game was just the slight a little bit of loading times that i was dealing with was 
a little bit, you know, annoying. But whenever there was a load time, just a great time to have a little sip of coffee. That's that's how that goes down. And the freezing. The freezing was an issue. I didn't like that. That was annoying. And I don't know if that was something on my part that I was doing. But it happened a lot, like 10 times. So it's got to be a negative there for sure. And that's pretty much it in terms of the cons that I have with this game. The pros, the charm is off off the charts with this game i love the characters it's well written i i had a good amount of laughs with this game um yeah man i love the charm of it uh the art style is really nice like the way that the game looks the the animations are over the top and very funny especially with the weapons dude he's like that over the top anime waifu guy so he was fucking entertaining the gameplay is addicting and i love the pacing of this game where you're constantly getting these little new mechanics little twist on that yet you just did so it's constantly fresh all the way to the end man like i just couldn't believe that they were consistently bringing in a little new thing here a little new thing there maybe a big new thing here and there you're like damn this is never felt bored with the game not once there are always something a little different to do there was so much to do lots of variety and a good amount of gameplay you're gonna get here a lot of replayability when I finish the game, you can just continue running the restaurant. You can, you know, try and hit that ultimate platinum rank on the, the Instagram or whatever, which will take a lot. You got to get, I think, a thousand likes, which is a lot. You got to get a food rating, I think, of 400, which is a lot. So you can sit there and grind that out. You can finish. They'll give you a little extra quest to do at the end. Yeah, there's a lot to do and discover. There'll be more pictures to take, more uh VIP uh, guests to take care of. There's more wild fish to find down there. You can collect all the cards and do all that stuff. The replayability is very, very high. I like the story. It was just a very feel-good game. Like, this is a game that it just makes you happy. It's a good vibes game. You play it anywhere, and yeah, it's uh, it's great. I like the story a lot without spoiling anything. It just it was a very nice story, and I will shout out the ending credit scene. I I always gotta respect when when the developers put in a little extra something for the ending credits, and you're just you're hunting the names of the developers and all the people that worked on the game. So well done right there. I love that little. I love that kind of shit. So. Fucking 8.5 out of 10 for Dave the Diver. I highly recommend it. Uh, it's so cheap. I mean, you're going to have a lot of good times with this. If you like a Stardew Valley, you like that kind of management type games. And even if you like roguelites, like it's got that element to it too. I had a ton of fun with Dave the Diver. And I imagine a lot of people will too. So get out there, get diving, get into Dave the Diver. And that is the episode, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are awesome. Want to be even more awesome? Just make sure you're hitting that like and review, whatever you got to do on whatever streaming platform you are listening and or watching this on. I do upload all these episodes to the YouTube channel Gamer GX Videos. So that's a great place to go over want to watch it best place to drop a comment is right there you got any questions concerns comments about the podcast leave a youtube comment i'll see it there got a question about wrestling video games hockey anything like that drop a question i would love to carve out some time for you guys and answer your questions live on the podcast that would be a ton of fun and in terms of what is going on with the podcast right now thinking for the next gx GamerCast is going to be probably doing a list video. I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe Underrated Games Part 2. We got, there's a lot of lists, tons of lists. If you got an idea, throw it out there. It couldn't hurt. 
with the wrestling cast, going to have the recap, and there's also the, I think it's Vengeance Day, is going down on Sunday, so I should have an extra pay-per-view review for Vengeance Day, NXT, and the hockey cast. So we just did the Eastern Conference report cards. Next time, going to be doing the Western Conference report cards. Also, a shitload of huge news from the NHL went down basically right after I recorded last week's episode. So, there's going to be some pretty big topics in terms of NHL news to talk about on the next episode there. And the All Star game is going down. The game is literally happening right now. So, I'm going to finish this up and I'm going to go uh, check out and see what's going on with the NHL All Star game. Again, thank you guys so much for listening, watching, whatever y'all do. Just make sure you're liking it. Help out the little guy and we'll be back again soon with some more GX Plus Cased.